Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurred. Today we're talking about Succession, the 13th episode in the second season. It's so sweet, it'll put you in a diabetic coma. Why? Because our dearest, beloved Jack Donaghy finally achieves his professional dream of running GE, celebrating with his first and only officially sanctioned cry. How precious. The rising professional tide raises all the people we ship as Liz and Pete ascend the corporate ranks in a flurry of slaps. Pure button classic. Devin also returns, reborn as a heterosexual, just a quirky affinity for Fire Island. And his impending nuptials to Kathy Geis reflect his intentions to take over the company. Will he succeed? Yes. Julie, let's dive in. <laughs> what is this, horse mill? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Well, again, congratulations. Why do I smell self-tanning cream and teeth whitener? Thanks. Hi, Jack. Devin. Once they cast Clay Aiken and Spamalot, I knew it was only a matter of time before you showed up here. But when I'm living here and running this company, I'll go see him every week until Spamalot closes. Or he leaves the show. Oh, I almost forgot. I'm having my bachelor party tomorrow night. Bachelor party? Indeed. The hottest girls from New York's top boob shacks are removing their brassiers. And I kind of want to get to know my new home, so I'm going to have the party here on the TGS stage. Uh, on my stage? No way. Oh, hey there, little guy. <laughs> so what would you think of this episode overall? This is a fun one for me. I do, the slapping thing gets me every fucking time. <laughs> when it's like, I'm going to write down the salary on a piece of paper, and you're going to react the only human appropriate way. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. It's wild. <laughs> and when Liz Lemon gets hit by Pete, and she's like, I know, I know. <laughs> Cracks my shit up. I love this episode. It is one of my all-time faves. Really? <laughs> yeah. The Mozart moment, the Amadeus with Doctor with do the doctor in his cape, super cute. As you may have guessed, that's my least favorite part of this episode. I like the whole <laughs> Amadeus know. thing, but like this whole I'm a doctor who doesn't know whether to call nine one one or four one one, and <laughs> so I don't. Dumb. He doesn't make any sense. It's called humor. It's actually not. It's not funny. In our other podcast, Julie and I just played a game where we were on the same team, and she no, kept I, tallies I of so. who was winning. And the answer was me. <laughs> on the same team. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't make up the rules. I just live by them. <laughs> so you... I found out something this week that I'm very upset that we didn't already know, and I would like to apologize to anybody that listens to this podcast. There are DVD commentary tracks that go along with these episodes. Not all of them, but 50 out of the entire seasons. And I am ordering all of them because I cannot wow. believe that there is an audio commentary out there that we have not listened to. We Can suck. <laughs> so I found someone who sort of wrote out what some of the audio commentary track was for this one. So I yeah. feel like you we have really most. failed everyone. We're no, really we're start, no, we're bringing them to an ascended level. Like Devin mm -hmm. Banks did when he was Scientology away from the gay life. I mean, we've had three great guest stars in a row. Evil Rob Hubel. Yes. My boyfriend, Dean Winters. 100%. And now the amazing Will Arnett, who is so, fun. so unlikable. And then somebody complained somewhere that his Devin Banks is so one note. Whatever note it is, I like it. Play it all day long. He is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And Kathy Geis, if she could be on more episodes of SVU, I'm not sure how. She's been the victim <laughs> at least twice. She was the phlebotomist in a lab once, and she was a lawyer. 
I mean, come on. In this episode, she eats flowers. Amazing. The range. But really, do you not believe that she is Kathy Geist? She's such a good actress. My God. When she will, in a later episode, become Susan Boyle, killed me. (laughs) Doesn't she put something in her mouth very soon? A truck. A toy truck. Yeah. Or something like that. She is so good. I mean. Who cares if they're one note? Exactly. I mean. Will Annette has more talent in his forehead than most people have in their entire bodies. I've never liked him in anything else, but I think he is mad. I didn't love Arrested Development, but I I, I know that. <gasps> I know. I'll try it again. I'll try it again. If you don't like it, if you don't like it. I remember I didn't like the reboot. What I did like about the reboot is I had my first boy kiss, and that was very fun because we were so bored that we were like, I guess we'll be gay now. <laughs> is that how it happens? That's how it happened For me, at least. I was like, this isn't nearly as good. I'm going to put my tongue in your mouth. If the Pope is listening, it's Arrested Development that turns everyone gay. <laughs> so this episode starts out in Jack's office. Don Geist is already in there. Jack comes in late. He's like, I'm so sorry. I just found out you're here. I'd have my assistant sit on his naughty stool if he didn't love it so much. That's not Jonathan. <laughs> Who is he? I know. Not Who Jonathan. Who the fuck is that? Was Jonathan filming his show at this I, point? I don't know. Because he was it's, on an NBC show for like a second. It's or unacceptable or something. that he is I not know. there. So, Rip Torton is not looking great in this episode. He does not look healthy. He does not look strong. Yeah, he's method. He's method <laughs> I, I don't know, but he doesn't, he doesn't look good. And he says, no apologies. I'm just admiring your bulb color. Cover. Color. <laughs> so, if you zoom in, the bulb is mid-managers making magic. Company stars shine. The other article is human resources. What can HR do for you? And the title of Jack's article is Jack, be nimble. So in the audio commentary, they joke that the headline Jack B. Nimble stood for National Institute of Management Business Leadership Excellence, because that's not written anywhere. We would not know that (laughs) if that guy had not told us about the thing. And that's just, I'm aghast. We're supposed to be experts. How are we supposed to survive in this world without that? We're going to order this shit off Amazon and then take more DVDs into the world and then they can't recycle them. And then I'm Wally creating more garbage, but I will do that. For this podcast. Shh, 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 shh. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this is my ASMR portion where I just calm us all down. Later on, Tracy Jordan tells everyone to calm down, and that does not work either. Never Isn't that a great move to tell someone to calm down? To calm down. It doesn't work. You know what I love when I'm in a state of depression when someone's like, just be happier. Sure. And it's like, ah, oh, fixed. Amazing. <laughs> what a gift. If only someone had told me sooner. So you seem really bad right now. Just try to calm down. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. It makes me literally flex. I'm ready to fight. (laughs) I'm ready to receive. (laughs) You've been talking about receiving for like the last four hours. So I'm going to emerge this pandemic as a brand new woman. I'm telling you. Just ready for it. So Jack says, thank you. And Don's getting kind of woozy. He's like, are you all right? (laughs) Woozy. I wrote woozy. He says, it's the diabetes, which also, by the way, can cause you to say the N-word. I don't know if you saw that this week. An announcer at a high school basketball game where the other team was kneeling. And during the reverence of the national anthem when they were kneeling, instead of listening to the anthem, he said, I hope they, I hope they demolish them, those effing N-words. And then the Yikes. next day wrote, I'm type 1 diabetes. My blood sugar dropped. And then the National Diabetes Association said, a low blood sugar does not cause racism. <laughs> so he's got diabetes. <laughs> he might have racism. It doesn't come out at this point. He's light-headed all the time. He can't see anything. It's like, it's we're like, all getting older, sir. 
It's like, tell me about it. My baby's getting married. She and her fiance are out choosing floral arrangements right now. Cut, Cut to, to Devin. Ah! Devin Banks stuff. is hitting on a hot guy at the flower shop while Kathy's in the background eating flowers, talking about going to Fire <laughs> Island. That's my dream relationship. And the guy seems like he's into it. He's like giving him a little shoulder shimmy, a little nick shimmy. Would you shimmy. not be? Ah, oh my God. If, if Devin Banks walked up to you with that gravelly voice, it's like, oh my God. So he's standing with the hot guy and he's like, Fire Island, really? I mean, I'd love to come out and fight the surf together, light a fire, check each other for ticks. Ticks. Kathy, ah. I think I just found our perfect place for our honeymoon. So now Have you ever been to Fire Island? No. Have you? No, but I imagine you would. Because I'm a 20-something gay twink? <laughs> you were in your prime, yeah. <laughs> I just imagined you going there with some of your friends. What are you talking about? Who I don't are you talking can, to? I can see you being like a Fire Island denizen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I looked behind me. I thought maybe you were talking to someone else. <laughs> So we're back so anyway, in Jack's office with Don Geis. He's like, you're getting a fine son-in-law, sir. Banks would do anything for this company. Clearly. And he's bracing himself for defeat. And then we find out that he's not running a family company. He's running a business. Jack gets the job running GE. Oh, happy day. <laughs> you did forget to talk about Bob Duncan, who cracked under the pressure. Why do we even bother speaking? Imagine yeah. the head of the stress ball division hanged himself. Terrible. So Jack... How would you describe Jack's expression when he finds out he's going to run the company? Pre-crying. Elated. It was nearly orgasmic. It was just pure euphoria. <laughs> he just turns into a little 15-year-old girl. I just love him so much. He's the cutest little bean. Unless he's like, you know, trying to reinvade Vietnam. Um, and he's crying, blubbering like a girl. And uh, boys can cry too. Okay, rip torn is toxic masculinity. Doesn't mean we all have to. Okay, good point. Julie? Good point. I'll take that back. Low blood sugar. Low blood sugar. Um, <laughs> I didn't get that. Rip torn was like you get one cry in life and you've chosen well. And the only thing that matters to Jack in this moment is will this be made public before my mom dies? So she goes to her grave, a defeated woman. Such a good line. So, like, but it's very hush hush, super secret now. He has to present it to the board, which we later found out is a bunch of sycophants and dogs. But now he has to choose a successor. Ah, the title! We head to the writer's <laughs> room where Frank is wearing a trap door hat with one O gone. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, funny, humor stuff. But he, Rip Torn, playing Don Geis, says to Alec Baldwin, playing Jack Donaghy, you have to choose someone you trust. Is this what they say in the DVD commentary? <laughs> So everyone's upset. Frank's upset. Liz is upset. He's like, what do you want me to do? She's like, you idiot. You stupid face. You look like Gene Simmons had sex with a basset hound. <laughs> Not cool, Honestly. Liz. Her, it's his fault. He's Did like, you ever my see fault? Gene Simmons' sex date, by the way? No. Gross. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> they pulled an all-nighter, and then he got a virus on his computer, and he's like, first of all, the subject email was checked out. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Was I not supposed to check it out? It's like, you moron. Second of all, it's your fault because if you hadn't created this show, we wouldn't even be here. Liz sucks! Lutz yells that and they're all like, boo. And he throws like a muffin at her or something. And then she goes on to Jane Goodall tangent and she's like, I had dreams. I was going to live with the gorillas. Full Jerry Seinfeld. Now we go to Tracy's dressing room where uh, Kenneth says, is it the Eight of Diamonds? And they say no. And it is. So you're incensed by this? <laughs> Some of these things he are just gets jokes. the right card. I know. It's supposed to be funny. Kenneth has power. 
Tracy Jordan walks in saying what I think Nick wears as a tattoo on his chest. Pay attention to me. I'm inconsolable. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've seen my chest. Notice I have put on a shirt. I, I am so grateful. They're like, oh, what happened, Trey? Tracy Jr. left his music stick at home. <laughs> his flute. <laughs> so I drove to school to give it to him, and guess what I discovered? It was bring your dad to school day. So what did you do, sir? And he, so they flashed <laughs> to him shirtless, crying, waving around the bring your dad to school day banner. Oh, I'm such a bad dad. Why are we all even dancing? No one's dancing. <laughs> it's like my own son is ashamed of me, and that's horrible. Kenneth Another says... One- this is, should be tattooed on my body. Everyone knows the only thing we should be ashamed of is our bodies. True that, <laughs> Kenneth. True that. Oh, my God. I can't even free my own nipples in the comfort of my own room on a podcast Zoom call with my sister and dear friend without being chastised for That is and, a fact. Okay. <laughs> and perhaps I should be. So he says, they think I'm a joke because I clown around for a living. I got to do something important so my children will respect me, like be a senator or a wizard. Or both. <laughs> And that's how we get people like, who is that witchy person? Michelle Bachman. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm You're not a witch. You Agatha all along. I'm like, what? it was Agatha all <laughs> along. <laughs> then he says, or you can open a school in Africa like Oprah. Now that school was terrible. It ended up those girls all got molested. So Wait, what? Seriously? Yeah, the first school that she opened in Africa. The oh, girls God. were being abused. I know, her worst fear come true. God. Tracy says the very calming words while no one is upset. Everybody calm down. Calm down. Just calm down. I'm not going to open a school in Africa. That's a bridge too far. I'm going to create a porn video game. Eventually. <laughs> now we move to Liz, who's in a closet or like a storage space. Yeah. Well, she's behind cage. the set, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Good. She's reading a book <laughs> called More Human Than We, My Life with the Great Apes. And she's eating her loneliness chips. Sabor de Soledad. Yes. <laughs> Gracias. In walks Jack. Lemon, Lemon, are you here? Jack walks in and Liz, to cover up for the fact that she is reading the book about guerrilla researchers, was just like, I was just reading about this for a sketch, making fun of them for devoting the lives to the jungle and its noble inhabitants. And the way she says that line honestly could bring me to tears if I had the capability of crying. So Jack informs her that he is getting the promotion and he's going to be the next chairman of GE. Gas, oh my God. Liz, as we've learned from her parentage, loves to express herself in a human, supportive way and gives him a little embrace to which Jack is a little rebuffed and is like, ah, hugging. So ethnic. So that's offensive, but the way he says the line is pretty cool. (laughs) And he's like, you know, I still have to be approved, so that's a bummer. But let me tell you about this board. Cut to boardroom with all these weird people who look like they, you know, perhaps are the result of many years of inbreeding. If I were to hazard a guess, and it's revealed that he stacked the board with uh, the most reliable collection of sycophantic yes-men, this side of an L. Franken book signing. Ah! Sick Doesn't burn. hold up well. It does not hold up well. Yeah. Anyway, so we got his golf cronies, his army buddies, various unemployed family members, and his hunting dogs party. But it does mean the board will not be a problem. Liz is like, congratulations. Amazing. Why do I smell self-tanning cream and teeth whitener? I'm trying a new look, Julie. So why don't you just chill out and let me live my life? Oh, it's it's Devin Banks. Devin Banks is here. We knew he was coming. We knew he was coming once they cast Clake and spam a lot. Devin says, well, I'm living here and running this company. I'll go see him every week until spam a lot closes or he leaves the show. God 
damn it. Their tete-a-tete with the gravelly voices and being super gay is honestly arousing. He invites Jack to his bachelor party where he uses very sexist language and talks about the hottest girls from New York's top boob shacks are removing their brassiers. I feel like that's just like an accurate description. Yeah. (laughs) Am I the problem? No, I think it's funny. (laughs) Only a not interested in boob person would call them boob shack. Or brassiers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to have the party here on the TGS stage. (laughs) This was quite funny, as evidenced by my guffaw. When he notices Liz and was like, oh, hey there, little guy. (laughs) (laughs) And she physically looks tiny in that moment. She looks like a little, little schlumpy guy. boy. Yeah. (laughs) So Liz throws a teenage fit and she's like, what the hell? We have rehearsal. He can't tell me what to do. I like how you're doing like your top that teen witch thing. (laughs) Jack says the most important thing to know is who you can trust and who you can't trust. And that man cannot be trusted. (laughs) (laughs) Stay clear of him, little buddy. I love it. He grabs her by the shoulders and shakes her, which somehow makes her boobs hurt. She like grabs her boobs afterward. It's like men writing women when it's just like, there was one really bad one on Reddit. There's a whole subreddit towards men writing women where they describe them in the most anatomically incorrect way. And it was like her, her her, like biological milk bags long since past their usage were still aesthetically pleasing. She stared at the mirror and marveled at these weighty sacks. And it was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing. Who was that meant for? So Kenneth and Tracy are working, and uh, Tracy's relaying his newest idea. Then after you carbonate it, you drink it. Kenneth says, that sounds a lot like soda pop. He's like, damn it. So Kenneth suggests they take a break, and uh, Tracy says, yeah, I need to clean my thought sickles. Are thought sickles the new mind grapes? Is that what's happening? I love them. Well, so if the mind grapes freeze, then you get thought sickles. Oh, that's good. So Tracy's like, which of my favorite pastimes shall I indulge in? Video games or pornography? Or pornography! So, Army Game of Death or Thick Thighs, Thicker Than Ever, Hot, Hot, Hot. <laughs> That's it. I'll make a porn video game. I am such a Puritan that I had to Google, are there porn video games? Which there are. There are? Yeah, lots. You guys have not watched Misfits, right? The English um, superhero-ish show with Ewan Rohan on it. It's yeah. really, really... It's it, The first three seasons are great. Too much sex for me, but I'm an old lady. But there is an episode where this guy has sort of lost it. He's been playing too much um, Grand Theft Auto or whatever the British version might be. Or maybe, maybe they were playing that. And he is delusional and can't see them as people anymore and just sees it as the game. It's really interesting. Not funny at all, but really <laughs> interesting. Misfits. Watch it. <laughs> so now Liz makes her way into the elevator and she sees Devin Banks coming. And so in order to keep him going, she's pressing the button and he's running. She's pressing the button and he throws his arm in and he's in there. Damn it. And then this wily little creature is like, where's your buddy's at? I do love when he says buddy. I love when he says, hey, Liz. It it is Liz, right? Yeah, Devin Banks. Of course it's fucking (laughs) So he's trying to stir the fucking pot and is like, you don't know anything about uh, Jack accidentally selling NBC to some Germans. And Liz falls straight into his trap door. Thank you, Frank. And is like... So fast she falls. And she was like, um, well, because Devin keeps going. He's like, because the rumor is he's trying to pull a dust spiral, inflating the company's value, shorting his own stock, then making a killing. And she's like, no, no, Jack was nowhere near that meeting. He wasn't even in New York because he was off with his girlfriend, leaving me in charge. So, <sighs> oops. You just missed the best part. She's like, so take so that, take that, Liz. <laughs> 
He's like, that was so easy, like taking candy from one of those guys who gives out candy at the gay nightclubs. <laughs> She's like, please don't say anything. She's like, I'll give you Kenneth. And then he starts to raise himself. <laughs> He's like, as tasting as that is, I'm straight now. I think my future father-in-law needs to hear about Jack's little career killer. She's like, well, then also he'll need to know about the security camera footage of you cheating on his daughter with another woman. Cut to Liz, full mouth open, just gaping, <laughs> tongue completely out. <laughs> and then like lifts up a leg and is like humping at him, but he's obviously not engaging. And then he's like, oh God, he finally gets out and she has to like wipe off the side of her face from all the licking she's been doing. <laughs> Disgusting. But a great scene. Yeah. It was so fun. Gosh, truly, the times we had. Word is the board is meeting later this week. Guys must be close to making a decision. I wouldn't know anything about that. Hey, guys, let's change the subject to sucking at golf so Donaghy has something to talk about. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. I'm a little nervous. Don't apologize. You're a natural. Feeling pretty drunk. Well, it's business drunk. It's like rich drunk. Either way, it's legal to drive. So Tracy's talking to Frank, and Frank is like, "It can't be done." You can't About make the a porn video game. Porn video game. Uh, history's greatest perverts tried. have tried. Walt Disney, Larry Flint, the Japanese, but they can't do it because of the Uncanny Valley. So the Uncanny Valley is a real theory. It was created yeah. by robot- roboticist Mashiro Mori. And the theory proposes that humanoid robots make us uncomfortable because they trip the same psychological alarms associated with a dead or unhealthy person. Ooh, fair. Right? Um, He said, and then up here we have a real person like Han Solo. He acts like he doesn't care, but he does. He's played by Harrison Ford, who I share a birthday with. Ooh. What a good Um, day. (laughs) I know. And Jean-Luc Picard of Star Trek. Um, I'm talking about Han Solo. He's trying to explain the, uh, the um, uncanny valley to him and says, you know, down here we have a CGI stormtrooper or Tom Hanks in the Polar Express, which makes us all uncomfortable. And Tracy says, I'm scared. Get me out of here. He's like, that's the problem. You're in the valley now and it's possible to get out. He's like, that's why you're wrong. I was born to design a video game where characters get weird with each other for golden points. My genius will not be denied. I'm like Mozart. You have seen Amadeus? Amadeus, rock me. Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah. The video for that song or the actual movie starring Tom Holtz? It's a great movie. F. Murray Abraham, Tom Holtz, fantastic. So he says, you're not going to deter me. The world's going to remember the name Tracy Jordan. He's already on a fucking TV show. Well, it's not impressive to his son. And he's going to make $3 million or $3 billion, whatever he makes off of this. True. Be true. Lemon is showing the video of her sexually assaulting uh Devin <laughs> essentially yeah to um jack he's like well played lemon she's like yeah to get through it i pretended he was a sandwich it's good to have <laughs> you in my corner you can see the wheels are turning for jack like should i pick her should i not where do you see yourself in five years and she says realistically teaching improv on cruise ships <laughs> <laughs> but in actuality lemon i'm promoting you to head of east coast television on microwave oven programming to which liz says what when do you get microwaves back? She's going to be a successor, and she's like, no, I'm not an executive. For someone who's supposedly very great with words, she does a lot of gestures. She's like, executives are like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, oh. I mean, I'm a creative person. Sure, there's times when my job is frustrating, like when Lutz calls in sick with March Madness, but I mostly love it. Then he writes out the fucking starting salary. 
And she's like, slaps him, obviously, and is like, suck it, monkeys, I'm going corporate. Now, the real question is, has your camera angle changed because you've taken off your shirt? No, my shirt's still on. Um, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just resting. So we now head into the rainbow room with uh, Jack and Liz and all the other white executives that work at GE. Sure. And word is there's a board meeting later this week talking about the promotion. And he's like, I don't know anything about that. And Liz, with the very strange hairdo, says, hey, guys, let's change the subject of sucking a golf so Donnie has something to talk about. (laughs) But she is in her fucking element. She's like, I'm sorry about that. I'm a little nervous. I know. Um, she feels a little drunk, but it's, it's okay. It's not normal drunk. Like I get it's business drunk. (laughs) It's like rich rich people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's legal to drive. (laughs) So they're going to do some work. Liz is like, boo, they love her. She's a character. She's a car. She's a fun time. So they're developing a new microwave button. They've spent $10 million. It's been four years. They're like, let's go for it. Liz is like, I like the old button. So they suddenly derail all of that. She's like button classic. Perfect. It's hip and homey, and they're, like, crushing it. And they write off that fucking martini lunch. Your first executive decision, you've already saved this company $2 million in future R&D. She's concerned with that she's wrong, but she learns quickly there is no wrong. There is just people below you that you can push blame upon them, like Jorgensen, who looks like an annoying motherfucker. <laughs> He's a punching bag who takes it. So... She's like, I think you're ready to meet the old man. Describing me on dates. She's like, geez, Jack, buy a girl dinner first. And Stan yells, a classic lemon. So we get to the Mozart moment and Requiem and D minor starts playing. And Mr. Jordan is consumed with the porn project. His life has purpose for the first time. He's making pornography for his children. His genius is alive. Like toys when your back is turned. (laughs) The potential for eroticas and everything. His cup. His table, even Kenneth, who is wearing a cuffed trouser today, which is probably why. Pete rushes in. Tracy, what are you doing? They need you on wardrobe. He's like, I'm about to go pull a video game. Let this man work. No one is to disturb <laughs> no him. No one is to disturb him. And then we get Salieri coming by like the basset hound he is, all droopy-eyed and sad. He's like, don't hold your breath, Pete. I can't, it can't be done, or I would have solved it. Yeah, me. Me. We go back to Liz, whose hair is looking crazier and crazier. Now it's still in a weird French twist, but like two string giant strings are out on the side. Leia. And this is one of the lines I repeat in life constantly. Say hey, nerds. Say Guess who's got two thumbs, speaks limited French, and hasn't cried once today. This moi. <laughs> I would say that's like top five for me. Most quotable. Classic. It goes along in so many situations. Nick was, was just tossing that? something that went away. It was hand sanitizer. It's all over me. It's fine. I was going to say, I'm did clean. it have a lid on it? You sure didn't. <laughs> I didn't think sure so. Didn't. <laughs> it's all right. So all the writers are pissed at Liz again. Ooh. Sorry, I just hit my scrotum. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's spicy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So Pete and everyone else in the writer's room are mad at Liz. He's like, you can't be serious about going off with Donaghy. How can you abandon me like this? She's like, no, I'm going to promote you out of here. You're going to be an executive. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to be an executive. She pulls out a tiny piece of paper. This is your starting salary. (laughs) Nice. She's like, I know. So Devlin's bachelorette party is on. 
Uh, on, on, in on, on. Liz's office is Don Geis, still not looking good. He says, nice to meet you, Liz. Aren't you the gal that pioneered the Button Classic campaign? She's like, that was me. That got around so quickly. Yes. So he's <laughs> like, where is Don even hiding you? Like, and then oh his blood sugar is dropping. His single, my single is dropping, is dropping. His blood sugar, my blood sugar is dropping, is dropping. And Liz is tasked to run out to get some dessert. Does she do that? Absolutely not. She Eventually. But you should know, I work for tips. And he gives her the ultimate compliment. You've got the charm and the spark of a young Leona Helmsley. So who is she? Oh, my God. She is a <laughs> horror. She was a New York bitch who was... Uh, <laughs> She was like in cahoots with Trump and she owned all these buildings. And then it turned out she was a terrible slumlord and she goes to court and she goes to jail and she leaves all her money to her dog. Oh my God. She was terrible. Jesus. How much? I don't know, Nick. God, no. <laughs> I mean, feel free to press the Googles yourself. Okay. 12. She left 12. She was an American businesswoman and convicted felon. Her flamboyant personality and reputation for tyrannical behavior earned her the name of the Queen of Mean. She was terrible. Anyway, Liz gives a snarl because she does know who Luna Helmsley is. She's a bitch. So Tracy's passed out and Frank is in there in a rescue team hat. And more Mozart's playing and he's like, is he finished? And Kenneth's like, not yet, but don't disturb him. He can't keep going like this. He was up for six hours straight. That's how I feel about Nick. <laughs> my God. I do sleep for 18 hours. So now my notes say we're at the bachelorette party where very thin women dance and Binks is sulking. <laughs> and the rock music playing in the background is, uh, look at that loser sitting all alone and sad. <laughs> no. No, is that not it? Did I read no, it wrong? There is rock music playing in the background, but Liz said <laughs> about Banks. <laughs> Look at that loser sitting all alone and sad, just like me yesterday. I hate him. And Jack says, oh, I don't know, Lemon. I'm actually starting to feel that, that sorry for the poor bastard. She's Lemon like, oh. goes off the fucking rails. Yes. And is like, your boy got your period. Woo! Business drug. More business juice, please. She Forgets hands about him a tampon, guys. which he puts in his inside pocket. <laughs> so after being excited about more business juice, uh, Liz remembers, guys, she's supposed to get some snacks because he's got low blood sugar. So Jack goes up to um, Devin is like, you enjoying the party? How could I not be? I just can't wait to take the sexual energy back to Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Banks, don't do this. Don't marry Kathy. It may not be worth it. But they're perfect for each other. She loves that I work out and talk to people. And I love how she enjoys crawling into cabinets and vents and other <laughs> enclosed spaces. Like behind the dryer, for instance. <laughs> And he's miserable, but as he tells Jack, he's not miserable because of the bachelor party or marrying Kathy Geis. It's because he's not going to be CEO. Geis told Sad. me it was going to be you, Jack, at my own sham bachelor party. Then we cut to a blurg moment. Liz walks in. Mr. Geis looks dead. And she's <laughs> like, oh, blurg. Fair. So back to Devin, who's like, go ahead, Donaghy, rub my face in it. He's like, normally I'd say I bet you'd like that, but today I won't. <laughs> Devin, I'm the only other person who understands what you're willing to do for this job and how devastated you must be that you're not going to get it. It's, it's like, like when, when Christian, Christian won It's like when Christian won Project Runway, even though Rami was clearly the better draper. Wrong. Christian Siriano was the true winner, and draping is not I mean, all there is to fashion. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
Christian Siriano is a lifestyle brand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway, Liz comes up and she's like, I think Geis is dead. <laughs> so they've got to call Dr. Spachema. And now Mozart's Symphony's number 25 in G minor starts playing. And we cut to this amazing montage of Tracy Jordan going off. And what is he writing? Code? Who knows what he's writing? But he's like, do it. Becomes a trio. Trio becomes a quartet. And on and on. Do you have it? You go too fast, says Kenneth. Um, so, so Leo's then- running through with the cape. Jack and Liz are moving Don's body, which is surprisingly light. Devin is dancing with a masked girl. Kenneth has a little old-fashioned candle in the hallway. (laughs) Frank is losing it. Leo's out of breath, so he stops to get himself some pretzels at the vending machine. (laughs) Do not laugh at Dr. Leo's pajamas. I love it! So bad. So bad. So then Frank is having his full salary meltdown. I've given my whole life to porn, and he does it in one day. (laughs) One day! Ah! Starts furiously just jacking off. So, Spachemin diagnoses um, Don Geis not with sleeping, which to the untrained eye he'd appear to be, but he is in fact in a diabetic coma, which could have been avoided by what we call eating. <laughs> Fine! So annoying. Do whatever you have to do, whatever you can, Leo. And he's like, he has to wake up. He's like, all right. He's like, this is the gross part. And he's like trying to give Don Geis a shot. He's like, ew, ew, gross, gross. I'm almost done. Blah. He's like, damn it, that shot was just a placebo. I was hoping this was psychological. He might not be faking it for attention. Oh, Seven's panicking. Jorgen, Jorgensen comes in and he's freaking the fuck out. Jack's like, he just needs to say one fucking sentence. Can you just like pulp fiction him? Inject something directly into his heart. <laughs> but Dr. Spachemin has no way of knowing where the heart is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's funny. Not funny. So of course they blame it on. They're like, it was Jorgensen's fault. And he's like, fair enough. I'm used to it. And Jack's Probably. like, it's all right, I'm in charge now. You see, yesterday I met with Diane, and he said I was going to become his successor, so I am the CEO. And Stan's like, Jack, if this is a power grab, it's in very bad taste. He's like, no, no, he said it. He told me to keep it a secret. And Liz is like, it's true, I heard it secondhand from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> not actually helping. So the only other person that does know is Don, not Don Guys. Don Guys knows, obviously, but he's faking. It's uh, <laughs> it's Devin, Devin Banks. Banks. So he's like, Banks, back me up. Looks like he's about to tell the truth. But then he says, Jack, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, daddy, daddy, no, no. And he's like looking up. And Leo gets the phone and he's like, is it 411 or 911? And then he's like, uh, New York? Uh, diabetes <laughs> repair, I guess? <laughs> it's not funny. No. So now I think it's the next day, right? Because... yeah. Liz's hair looks great, but she's still wearing the suit that she threw up in. Yeah, I think they were uh, up all night, right? Then how did her hair get done? She says, Jack, I know you're mad at me. He's like, I'm not mad at you. She's like, TGS is where I belong. I'm just not cut out to be an executive. He's like, nonsense. Granted, you almost killed Don Dice. Don Dice. But let's not forget Button Classic. She's like, yeah, I crushed that. (laughs) He says, so we both had a mixed day. That's business. (laughs) Today's the board. Today is the board meeting, and I'm still their best candidate. And after I state my case, I'm sure they'll want to fulfill Don Geis's pre coma wish. She says, "Oh, okay, great, because I don't think I can return this because I got business sick all over it when I got home." <laughs> then why are you wearing it today? Don't worry about it. <laughs> why did she wear that suit. wedding dress? Right. Maybe it's her one suit, and she thought she was going to the board meeting. Perhaps. Oh, so. That's a good theory. Devin Bank comes in, and Jack's like, I've got nothing to say to you, fucking monster, but he'll talk for the both of us. Another twist. So, 
Devin Banks held a surprise meeting. He convinced the board to have an emergency one the night prior. He tried to call you, but not on a phone, so you may not have heard me. What did he do? He did what was best for the company. He convinced them it was best to act quickly to quell any fears among investors. And all of this is like in a super hush, very dramatic flashback sort of moment. It's just amazing. And everyone agreed for the sake of continuity, the Geist family's steady hand should be remaining on the wheel. And then, of course, Kathy is installed as the new chairman. Ah. The chair, the, the chair at the head of the boardroom spins around to reveal Kathy <laughs> drinking from a juice box. <laughs> <laughs> showing her true power. He's like, of course, Kathy's going to need some guidance, but that's what her fiance's for. Jack's like, this can't happen. He's like, oh, it's happening. You hear a toilet flush, and he says, now get out of our office. I don't hear any hand washing. To Kathy, obviously. She ah, goes back in to gosh. wash her hands because she's a good girl. Horror girl. music. What's going to happen? Ah! This is a fantastic episode. Are we going to go to the chat? Uh, let me just run through these notes really quickly that I stole from the internet person. Party. So it said Judah writes, Judah writes all of his own hats. He puts them together and he has a whole alphabet of them. Nice. Uh, Tracy yelling, calm down to a bunch of calm people is taken from real life. When Tracy yelled that to Donald Glover, who was being perfectly calm, <laughs> <laughs> the lizard is $5,000 per episode. Wow. The writers hated writing the scene where Liz spills the info about Jack to Banks. They said no one liked writing Liz being dumb like that, so mm-hmm. they rewrote it over and over and over. Uh, the director's pretty sure that his favorite scene ever is Dr. Spachemin running in slow motion through the halls. Woo! The suit that Banks wears at the bachelor party was, was chosen by John Riggy. The tank top that Banks is wearing costs $400. Damn. Wow. And then his personal notes are, I thought it was funny that when asked where she saw herself in a few years, Liz said, realistically teaching improv on cruise ships, because in bossy pants, you learn that Tina will never go on a cruise ship again. Uh, and the last one is, oh no, yeah, Frank loses the whole script by opening up a virus written email, and the same plot happened in Friends, when Chandler oh, opened up an thinking, email yeah, yeah. on Ross's computer and lost the speech he was giving at the, in Barbados. Robert Carlock, who wrote this episode, was a writer on Friends at that season. And on 30 Rock. And then the Jane Goodall book isn't really a real Jane Goodall book. But those are Look all fascinating facts. It's not uh-huh. me, it's him. It will be me, but it hasn't been so far. So we're headed to the chat, 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 chat. To rate this episode chat, out of 100 chat, gemstones. Chat, 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 chat. Okay. Let's do this. Whoa. Nick went completely <laughs> insane over the top. 97 is a good score, but you have to take six off to get because of Dr. Spaceman. Emma, really good try at 94 and truly with a perfect 91. <laughs> so good. Is this getting old? Because I really like it. <laughs> I don't think so. This is one of my favorite Perfect episodes. score, perfect person, right? Uh-huh. Perfect score. Mm-hmm. We got to make the t-shirt. We got to make it happen so we can make the t-shirt. <laughs> so this is one of your favorites, Nick? Of all time. I think this is my highest score. Yeah, for sure. So far. Mm -hmm. Milf Island, Subway Hero, Succession. This is a nice run we're on right here. Oh, my God. I know. They were all rested after that writer's strike. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, instead of making some horrible episodes, we're only going to make the good ones. Yeah. Just all bangers. (laughs) Although in retrospect, it is interesting how I rated this four points higher than Milf Island, which is objectively a fantastic episode. I feel like you missed the mark on both of their scores, but I mean, (laughs) 
Well, we hope you enjoyed this much this episode as much as we did. What a good one. Succession. Really good scores. If you'd like to hear our takes on more random stuff, we have another podcast called Takes All Over the Place, available on Apple, Stitcher, anywhere. <laughs> We've got a website put up by the amazing Emma at takespod.com, and you can follow us at takespod on Instagram or Twitter. Hope you have a great week. Get lots of laughs. Don't go to Dr. Spachemin. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.